Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy and ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. Here's a piece I hope you'll enjoy from my friend, Dennis Prager. A man I have great respect for, both professionally and in terms of his values. And that is the TV star and, I might add, philanthropist Gary Sinise, who, uh, for many of you, truly needs no introduction, given uh, his his fame in television. He he has a book out titled Grateful American, A Journey from Self to Service. Gary, welcome to the Ultimate Issues Hour. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Dennis. Good to be with you. Yes, indeed. Are you in L.A. right now? Uh, nearby, yes. Yeah, no, no. I, I was curious because I, uh, you know, you're. You, I just you're... got back from uh, uh, about 15 days on the road um, for you know the book uh, Grateful American. Uh, I did which is uh, which is an it's, and, it's an it's a national bestseller. Well, how about that? That's pretty great. <laughs> it is. It is. So the but you have you have so touched two of my biggest passions grateful and american if americans were grateful we would have very few problems in this country why are you grateful oh for so many things <laughs> you know i didn't know what the title of the book was going to be when i went into it i i, I knew i was going to kind of trace um the history of the service work that i've been involved with uh for the past many years with regards to our veterans and our military community and our gold star families our wounded things that i really ramped up after september 11th and i had had all these various trips around the world and inspirational people and uh, documentation and all these things i was looking at all of it plus thousands of photographs and i thought well maybe i'll put this into a book in some way and then then i started to con- consider well maybe the, the the larger story is how i i got to this service work and and what has motivated me and in uh, in retracing my steps over the years and some bumps and some you know mistakes and some mischief along the way going way back into my youth and everything like that and these recurring themes just started to continue to pop out of the book uh, gratitude appreciation uh, remembrance for those who have fallen in service to our country um, uh, the blessings that I've had, the, you know, the, the lessons I've learned through the mistakes I've made over the years. And, and uh, you know, I wouldn't have any any of that had I not uh, been, in, you know, grown up in this country and had uh, the, the blessings that have presented themselves through opportunities to me over the years. 
And so uh, that, I, I love your uh, just came right out. And, you have a, uh, it became Grateful American. You have an opening uh, statement uh, that has its own page in the beginning of the book. The nation which forgets its defenders will itself be forgotten. And I love that it came from one of my favorite presidents, Calvin Coolidge. I love the fact that you are giving Coolidge credit. He gets so little credit because people say, oh, he did nothing, which is one of the greatest achievements a president uh, can, can have often because the first duty of a president and a politician like a doctor is to first do no harm. So what, why did you choose this particular opening quote? Well, it's a quote that I've used uh, for several years with regards to our defenders. And uh, it, it was actually a quote that uh, came from, uh, I think Coolidge was actually uh, campaigning. He was running for vice president or something before he, he ran for president. And I, I read one of, uh, one of his speeches, and this is, this is a quote that is, has been pulled out that he said regarding uh, the men and women who serve our country. And it's, you know, years ago I started to, to use that quote because it so, so applies to everything that I believe and everything that I'm trying to do, which is remind folks and remember our defend, defenders so that uh, our country does remain strong. And, and there was a time... Um, and I grew up in the you know 60s and 70s when our defenders were forgotten. These are our Vietnam veterans when they came home from war and they fell through the cracks and the country turned its back on them and many many fell into the shadows, not wanting to be associated with serving their country during the Vietnam War. And that was a shameful period in our history uh, with regards to how we treated our veterans and. So, you know, having Vietnam veterans in my family, so much of what I'm doing today is just to, to try to prevent that from ever happening again. We, you know, regardless of what political party you're in or whether you support a current conflict or not, uh, let's not let's not turn our back on the men and women who serve our country. Uh, I think our nation will be forgotten if we forget our the men and women who are willing to sacrifice. Uh, for it and fight for for the freedom that we all enjoy. What was your turning point? There's an inter well. There's an interesting. <laughs> there's a chapter in the book called Turning Point. I know. Um, <laughs> oh, you know, <laughs> of course. Um, and that was, uh, you know, seeds were planted uh, for me with regards to support of our veterans and everything back in the '80s and and. Uh, with uh, the Vietnam veterans on my wife's side of the family and getting involved in various uh, Vietnam veterans uh, support uh, groups back in the 80s in the Chicago area. but And then playing the Vietnam veteran uh, in Forrest Gump, and he was a wounded veteran that got, got involved with our wounded. So seeds were kind of planted along the way. And then on that ter terrible uh, September day, in 2001, when our country was attacked, and uh, just the images of, of the horror of that day and what followed, the fear and paranoia and the unknowing of what was going to happen and the raising of the hands of so many Americans to go 
uh, serve our country uh, in reaction to that terrible day, I wanted to to raise my hand too in some way to support them and to try to try to do what I could do to make sure that if they were going to go off uh, to war that they were going to know that they were appreciated for it. So I, I just started raising my hand wherever I could. And, you know, one of those things that an actor can do or a performer can do is go to go on USO tours. So I began to do that. And then I started to reach out to various military charities that were engaged in all kinds of service work, trying to help uh, the men and women uh, serving our country out. So I, I raised uh, money for them and raised awareness and ended up getting involved with several, several nonprofits in in hopes that by supporting them, we could help a lot more people in the military community. And that all sort of manifested itself into the eventual creation of my own foundation, the Gary Sinise Foundation, which is a full-on uh, veterans, active duty, wounded, Gold Star families, first responder support organization. We've done, we've been around since 2011, and and that came out of just having met so many extraordinary people serving in the nonprofit world, trying to help our defenders out. Why do you think so many Americans are not grateful? Well, you know that that's kind of a that's kind of a big statement. Um, I happen to be in a in a world uh, where I've met extraordinary people who are, are grateful. <laughs> And they've inspired me. And yeah, you know, I mean, there there are folks that see uh, the country and uh, the country's issues uh, um, as perhaps the glass is half empty. But uh, I certainly see it uh, a little differently. Uh, the, the, the glass is certainly half full, or more than half full. And I'm grateful for. Uh, the blessings that we have here. I've, I've traveled all over the, the world, uh, Dennis, in, in uh, this sort of mission to serve and support the men and women who uh, are defending us. And, you know, when you go to places like the battlefields of Iraq or the, the mountains of Afghanistan and places that really don't understand what freedom is, uh, they they don't have that the same concept of freedom or enjoy the same uh, blessings of freedom that we have here. Uh, you value your freedom that much more. I mean, I tell a story of uh, the, the times that I've been standing on the border between North and South Korea. When you go to the DMZ, I don't think there's a place on earth where you can feel the difference between freedom and slavery more than standing there staring uh, into the eyes of a North Korean guard who's two feet away from you on the other side of the border. And this person has no concept of what freedom is. They, they've been, uh, they were born and have grown up to worship the uh, supreme leader and uh, uh, jump at his beck and call. And if they uh, step out of line, they end up in a mass grave or a gulag somewhere, and that uh, that that's hard for us to imagine uh, here in this this country. But these freedoms have to be fought for and protected and defended, and 
And I'm grateful to the men and women who are willing to do that. We have an all-volunteer service. Uh, we don't have a draft here uh, forcing people to go serve our country who don't want to do that type of thing uh, or are or, or even more who are not qualified to do that type of thing. So I think we're blessed that we have people that are willing to do those things and, you know, are not only uh, defend our country but protect our cities, run into burning buildings, uh, drive around all night uh, waiting for trouble to happen and uh, react if something happens overseas or something like that. And, I, you know, I've seen our, our folks in action. Uh, I can't help but be grateful for for uh, the blessings that I've had here in this country. Is this a perfect country? No, but there there is no such thing, you know, in in our world. Um, so I I tend to think that this American experiment is uh, is you know uh, while while we continue to refine it and work on it is pretty pretty damn good. Gary, I just want you to know there is still a battle, in my opinion, to be fought. We have, I think, atoned to a large extent to the maltreatment of veterans from Vietnam. But there is, to me at any rate, there is another great issue here. That the Vietnam War is is regarded as immoral. The men may, you know... We we don't think of the men as immoral, thank God. But uh, I have one response to everybody who has parroted that theme, which was drummed into the American people. If Vietnam, fighting in Vietnam was immoral, fighting in Korea was immoral, it was the identical battle to keep half of a country free against communist totalitarian tyranny. So that's, did you ever consider that second part of the battle? Did I? Yeah. Well, uh, you're uh, you're exactly right there. I, I mean, it's, uh, you know, you have to put your, uh, you have to put it all in perspective, too. I mean, the the times today are different than they were 50 years ago, uh, and what we were facing then is different than what we're facing now. Gary Sinise, for whatever reasons, and he delineates some of them in his book, Grateful American, A Journey from Self to Service, it's a good title, the subtitle's good too, is my guest, and he specifically has chosen to devote his life to veterans. So, I mean, you know, that raises, I'm going to take some calls again, folks. 1-8-Prager-776. It's the ultimate issues hour, and these are these are big issues. What, uh, I mean, it, it, your service to veterans would seem to imply, and I don't want to put any words in your mouth, say whatever you believe, that the government has not really succeeded in its treatment of veterans. Is that a fair inference to draw from your work? Uh, that's that's not my motivation. Whether the government is is, is doing their you know the, all all the heavy heavy lifting or not, I just feel as a as a citizen who benefits from uh, 
the sacrifices of the men and women who serve our country and the freedom that they provide, that there's a role that I can play as a citizen. I'm, I'm, I don't have to, uh, I don't think anything I'm going to do jumping up and down about, uh, you know, the, the inefficiencies in government with regards to taking care of our veterans. I don't think I'm going to make a big difference there. Uh, uh, government uh, has provided many services for veterans for many, many years, and there's because uh, you know it's a, it's a it's a large veteran population, millions and millions of veterans uh, going back to World War II to the present. Uh, I don't think the government uh, can meet all the needs of our veterans, um, but I do think that. As a citizen, there is some responsibility that I can take for the men and women who provide my freedom for me, and I'm not. You know, I I would I would encourage anyone to do that. Service is a great positive uh, healer uh, in in one's life, uh, no matter what form that takes. I, for me, it just happens to be I'm employing my efforts towards the men and women who serve our country because of the history that I have in my family and and the, the work that I'd done, uh, you know, decades prior to September 11th and all of that. So I felt uh, a, a call to, to use the blessings of success that I've had to, to try to do some good to support the men and women who serve our country. And I, I think I've, uh, I hope that, uh, you know, I've made a difference in some lives and, and that uh, my foundation has become a reliable uh, means for uh, Americans who are uh, looking for a, a way to support our veterans. Uh, because of the services that we provide, and, and certainly, you know, in the time that we've, from the time we started the Gary Sneeze Foundation to now, uh, our the generosity of the American people who support us has grown and grown and grown. So there are a lot of people out there who feel uh, like I do, clearly, and who support multiple charities across this country who don't wait around for the government to do something we can we can take some responsibility right. we have a role to play and it's a good feeling to be able to do that to know that we're we can make a difference in someone's life it, it gives life great purpose and meaning that's the biggest purpose and meaning by the way you will you will I think appreciate this. I have said on many occasions that if the Nobel Peace Prize were actually offered accurately, it would be given to the United States military. Nothing preserves peace on earth like the American military. I, I agree with that, Dennis. Uh, yeah. No, I just, I, I, it's something, you know, they, they should know that a lot of us think that way. Not only are they defending America. They're defending peace on Earth. If if the American military were whisked away to, to Mars, the world would dissolve into mass murder within six months. Well, uh, I, I would agree uh, that uh, the men and women who serve our country are not only defending us, but uh, providing freedom throughout the world. And, and also... 
Uh, just just imagine all the humanitarian work that the the, the American military and civil affairs work the uh, the military does around the world. I mean, if there's a hurricane or a typhoon or you know some terrible tsunami or something like that. You want one of our aircraft carriers parked right off your shores with helicopters and hospital ships and all of that to be able to deploy to help. And how many times around the world is the American military used for that? I mean, there's a, there's a great deal of work that's going on uh, just on a humanitarian level that the American military does that uh, is uh, very, very significant. It. I have the chills as I tell you this, I mean, as I say to my audience, the, it doesn't end. War doesn't end when the war ends. The, the people who have been in it live with it till they die. Well, I, I, I tell many, many stories in, in Grateful American about the inspirational people uh, who have impacted me that have served our country and, and the sacrifices that they've made uh, over the years and how that has impacted and changed my life. Uh, I've seen, I've engaged with hundreds, if not thousands, of Gold Star families and Gold Star mm. children who've mm. lost a, a mom or a dad in, in, in the war and uh, how they their resilience just uh, it overwhelms me sometimes, and that's a, that's a true motivating factor for me to keep going. I try to to depict a lot of that in Journey from Self to Service, and, and the book really does it tracks my singular focus on acting and all of that uh, in my early days and everything to the broader focus these days of. of trying to serve others you know so there's a there's a big theme in in my life and in my broadcasting and that is really and, and i know you believe this because it's come through so clearly in in this hour you've been affected in in in, in essence as much as you have affected others oh gosh um that's that's what i spend you know, a, portion, a good portion of the book, trying to uh, trying to shine a spotlight on some of the people that have impacted me over over the years. I tell one story in the book of a, a former firefighter, um, former marine. He was a, a, a elderly gentleman that I sat down next to on a C-130 on my way from Kuwait to Baghdad back in '03, and I sat down next to him. He had a button on his shirt, and there was a picture of a firefighter and a police officer on the button. And I asked him what that was, and he said, those are my boys. Uh, they were both killed on September 11th. Oh, my God. Oh. And his his oh. name uh, was John Vigiano. He's very, very highly regarded uh, uh, firefighter with the FDNY, uh, passed away just this past year. A uh, very, very dear friend of mine. I befriended him back in 2003, and he introduced me to the FDNY. And uh, I started supporting them in, in many, many different ways over the years. That's why first responders are part of my support network at the Gary Sinise Foundation. But he really was a an inspirational, wonderful, giving person. And he spent hours and hours, days and days, at Ground Zero searching for his sons. 
uh, under the rubble and you know this evil evil thing that happened and he he told me once he was looking around at all the, the smoke and rubble and and yet he saw thousands of people coming from all over the world all over the country firefighters from across the world coming to ground zero to help and people coming there to pass out water and food and and he said to me you know gary more good came out of that terrible day than evil because i saw it with my own eyes the american people coming together and yeah what a beautiful story to end with it's been a total delight. Grateful American, a journey from self to service by Gary Sinise. Up at DennisPrager.com. Thank you, Gary. God bless you. Thank you, Dennis. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today.